So tonight we come to the end of the chapter, well, the seventh chapter of Ayi Lila. Mahaprabhu has now converted the sannyasis of Varanasi, Banaris. And so, Chandashekar Tapanamisha Arsanatan, Sunideki Anundita Savakarman. So he's reunited again with Chandashekar. Tapan Mishra and Sanatana Goswami. Tapan Mishra, as we know, has been sent to Banaris by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for seemingly no reason. And Chandrasekhar was there for whatever reasons we don't know, but they were um, closely associated with one another. And when Mahaprabhu appeared there as a sannyasi, he lived with Chandrasekhar. I took his meals at the house of Tapan Mishra, who's also the father of Raghunath Bhattakaswami. And so they were his his hosts, and Sanatana Goswami was visiting <laughs> and um, having left the government service and so forth, and met with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. And together they were not pleased with the way in which uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was perceived by the leading people, spiritual leaders of the community. And as we know from having heard the narrative, within his heart he could understand that and made an arrangement to be invited to their company, the company of the spiritual leaders, the Mayavadans, where he would whom he would avoid in our narrative, concluded with him taking lunch in their company, which he wouldn't do previously. To eat is with someone who was thought to be intimate and um, a time of sharing intimately, if you will, and he couldn't share intimately with them due to their different, uh, very different perspectives Hmm. Um, one of which, the, that of the Mayavans, was thought to be offensive to the ideal of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, rendering as it did the, the form of Bhagavan, his Leela, Nam, and so forth, to the, uh, the Sattva-guna, rather than understanding it as transcendent and so forth. So, But here he ends with taking their lunch. We heard that last lunch with them. And he's reunited now with Chandrasekhar's host, Tapa Mishra, and, and Sanatana is there. And they are Sunideki, hmm? Anandita Sabakarman. Seeing his victory, hearing about it, they took great joy. So, Vaishnav Toshini has been accomplished. The Vaishnavas have been pleased. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has done this all for their, for their pleasure. Prabhuke Deki Te. Aishe Shakala Sanyasi Prabhuru Prashamsa Kore Shabbarnasi. Many body, my body sannyasis, many sannyasis 
in Varanasi came to see the Lord after this incident, the conversion of Prakashananda, and in fact the whole city came to uh, praise him, celebrate his presence and so forth. So it's somewhat analogous to the idea that if you conquer the king, if the king becomes a Catholic, so does everybody else in the kingdom. Here we have the leaders of Barnasi from a brahminical and spiritual point of view, highly regarded sannyasins, and with their conversion, then everyone followed. Barnasi Puri Aila Shri Krishna Chaitanya Puri Saha Sarvaloka Huila Mahadanya Shri Krishna Chaitanya visited throughout the city of Barnasi and all the people were very grateful to have his company. Lakshalakraloka Aishe Prabhu Kedekite Mahabidha Huiladvare Nare Prabhishite. So many, many thousands of people came to see Prabhu and at his door they they gathered there. Um, too many ideas to to enter. Prabhu Jabe Jana Bhishna Ve Bishveshvar Darshane Lakshalokaloka Ashi Mile Seistane. When Prabhu went to visit the temple of Bishveshvar, hundreds of thousands of people assembled to see him. Snam Kurite Jabe Jana Gongatire Tahani Sakalaloka Hoi Mahabide. Whenever he went to the bank of the Ganges to bathe, crowds, thousands of people followed him and assembled there. Bhutule Prabhubole, Bolohari Hari, Haridwane Kuriloka, Swarga Martabari. Wherever the crowds were too great, Mahaprabhu stood up and raised his hands and chanted, Hari Hari, to which the people who assembled responded, filling both land and the sky with the Haridwani, the sound of Hari. Lokanishtariya Prabhu Chalite Hoilaman Vrindavane Patala Sri Sanatan. So, after delivering the people in general, then the Lord desired to leave Barnasi and after instructing Sanatan, he sent him to Vrindavan. Ratri Dibhase Loke Shuni Lokulahal Varnasi Tradi Prabhu Hoyla Because the city of Varnasi was full of large crowds, many, many people. Mapu hmm. liked the quietness. He had gone to the Vrindavan. He had passed through the jungle to get there. And it's described later on in the Madhulila how much he enjoyed the life of a sannyasi. He enjoyed the solitude and self-reliance, reliance on Bhagwan and so forth in the in the forest. So too many people there. So after sending Sanatan to Vrindavan, he returned to to Jagannath Puri. Elila Kohiba Agge Vishtar Kodiya 
Sanchepe Kohilong Ihan Prasanga Poya. I've given, Krishna says, a brief account of these pastimes, but later I shall describe them more extensively. So this comes then at the end of the Madhi Leela, where this narrative, this Leela, falls in chronological order. Here, as we've several times mentioned, it's out of chronological order, and we've surmised that the purpose of it being here is that as an afterthought, having spoken, written extensively on the philosophy and theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, he wanted to point out what it's not, which was the popular spiritual idea of the time, the Advaita Vedanta. Advaitins were the were the uh, spiritual, the liberated people, the gods, and then the religious sector of the Advaitin lineage. The um, what are they called? The um, Brahmins, what are they called? Smartas. Smartas. They had the monopoly on religion. So, you wanted to do anything, which in a religious culture, get married or uh, anything, whatever, they had to go in through them. And um, the idea, popular idea, seemed like the dominant idea was that yeah, as best for the way the Vedanta, you had to take birth as a Brahmin and then in that birth, for one such birth to take sannyas and then you could get liberated. There was a bit of a bhakti revolt to this which seemed to distance God from the people. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the leader of that revolt. It also manifests in other ways through the work of of um, Guru Nanak, contemporary of Mahaprabhu, uh, the um, Tukram, um, Kabir, yeah. Oh, they're all emphasis on Nam, Nam. Most of them all, not Tukaram, but most of them, um, emphasis on the idea of a Saguna Nam, a Nam that is in Satmaguna. So it's kind of a, a bhakti version of Advaita where you do bhakti. Bhakti, Advaita idea is that you do, you lead a, it's similar to Buddhism in that you have the nine. What is it? Eightfold path? Eight noble truths that constitute like living a moral life, your yama and yama, to use a yogic terminology. And this type of moral life is thought to have value that the sattvic life, the life of virtue, because it's anchored to a transcendental reality. And so because it serves as a bridge, sattva-guna, the life of virtue, by way of clear thinking that ultimately culminates in the ability to discriminate between consciousness and matter. Of course, that's not there for the Buddhists, but <laughs> they, uh, they do discriminate enough to understand that attachment to matter is, of course, is a source of suffering. And then they have some idea of nirvana and the subject of of consciousness. They speak mostly of consciousness in terms of perception and, um, and how that is a passing thing. Anyway, as we've already explained, the Mayavad, Advaita Vedanta, and Buddhism are pretty much the same 
when you really look at it, and that's how it's looked at in contemporary society to a large extent, contemporary spiritual circles of the West. Mm. Although they were at the time very much arguing with one another over the, uh, largely over the Veda as a Praman, mm. whether or not the Veda is a Praman or not, evidence or not, whether it's unauthored sounds or whatnot. Anyway, Buddha's emphasis was away from that as much as the Vedas were largely deal with material life and and lawful acquisition and so forth and that has nothing to do with ultimately with the spiritual life but again the life of virtue is advocated there um, ultimately dharma and the buddha had the eightfold path and so forth and my buddies have this emphasis on virtue and we do as well and as much as the virtue serves sadhvagun as a bridge ultimately to see our way into uh, the necessity for transrational type of exercise, hmm. um, that we can enter into the real good, the ultimate good. So the moral good, the world of virtue, the sattva-guna, it is, it is a partial good, so to speak. It's a reflection of the good, hmm. a partial manifestation of the absolute good, the world of absolute good. And we can see it. It's partial because we get, you know, it's always in flux and and morality is such a complex subject. To arrive at, a, at an ultimate good and a moral conclusion hmm, is very, very difficult. If you take a class on moral, uh, well, the nature of morality, they'll give you these real perplexing, I haven't done it, but I know about it, perplexing, moral issues and, you know, what's right, and try as you might, you know, it's it's hard to come up with a a conclusive um, position. People will take one position and another largely due to the psychological um, condition, their their psychology and so forth, Um, but hard to arrive at an absolute, maybe on some issues, but then that can change also with time and circumstance and so forth. So the moral, the good, the virtue, it's, it's uh, this sattva. It's, sattva is, reveals the atma, hmm, the self, hmm, and its optimum, hmm, which, in relation to which understanding, realizing the moral life is, is left behind. That's not to become liberated. Sanatha Goswami makes the point in his commentary on his own Brihad Bhagavatamrita that it's, it is possible to arrive at self-realization. Atma, Atma Gyan, Atmananda, Atmaram without bhakti. But it's a trifling thing. Anyway, he says, it's a small thing. It's not Brahman realization. There's a difference between Atma and Brahman, a big, 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 big difference, even though they're very similar in, in nature, constitution, and so forth. So at any rate, virtue is thought to have real and tangible value because it is the bridge to transcendence where ultimate value is found, ultimate reality, ultimate good, ultimate in ethics and aesthetics, good and beauty. Hmm. Um, otherwise, 
what makes it any better than the Rajaguna or the Tamaguna perspectives. Hmm. So you find in these little uh, transcendental paths well thought out hmm, that have been around for a long time and, and produced results that there will be the emphasis. You call it the Eightfold Path, Yama Niyama, Vaidhi, uh, you know, Mariyada, the different names for it, and so forth, um, Dharma. Hmm. And this is a good point, uh, really, that it's, it, the people in the modern day, there's, a, there's this, uh, especially in the West, land of packaging and entrepreneurs and making everything better, hmm? changing and making it better, to, you know, the quandary to define the spiritual and so forth. And it just, to me, it just flies in the face of so many examples I mean, of the Buddha, of the Jesus, of the, you know, the Rumi, Sriman Mahaprabhu, of course, Arvaswamis, Ramanuja. I mean, if these people aren't spiritual, then, then you know, what is? So they were wrong. And, and, and of course, they emphasized the, uh, the moral uh, life as a, as a kind of a ground. I mean, we, we often, often emphasize that Vaishnavism transcends the moral life of the Varnashram and so forth. But that doesn't mean that bhakti doesn't have its own rules and regulations and and so forth. It does. And so, if you are a devotee, you're going to be a moral person. Hmm. It goes without saying. So when we say it steps on the head of Varnashram, sometimes devotees become upset as if we're advocating something, type of um, just steal for Krishna, whatever kind of thing. But no, no. Mm. There might be some extreme incidents, and then, and then those examples are given to just to make the point. But mm. but the overarching point, I guess, as well, is that uh, a devotee of Krishna will be a morally stout uh, person. And, you know, we we, we we can apply this vaidhi bhakti kind of sensibilities there. Mm. Um, Vaidhi Bhakti is different, of course, than Rag Bhakti, and Vaidhi Bhakti, unto itself as a path, leads elsewhere than Rag Bhakti does. But it doesn't mean that Vaidhi Bhakti has nothing to do with Rag Bhakti. Indeed, Vaidhi Bhakti is the following of that Vaidhi Bhakti is one of the three things that Rupa Goswami says makes up the actual practice of Rag Bhakti, remembering the leelas of Krishna. Serving in a sadhaka day and a siddha day and practicing vaidhi bhakti, <laughs> especially hearing, chanting, um, smaranam, remembering, meditation, and so forth. Hmm? Um, so it serves as a support. Yogasana makes this point in the Bhakti Sandarbha that we adopt raga practices as much as we can, mixing them with the support from vaidhi bhakti and until the taste becomes prominent. And and um, one's driven by that alone, hmm? which is the full idea of um, eligibility for rag bhakti. So, so at any rate, yeah, there's this, there's, 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 there's this. Uh, it's an interesting idea: the moral life as opposed to the spiritual life, how they fit together, and where one falls off, and the other picks up and where one helps to lead one to the other and support it and so on and so forth. I'm not sure how we got onto that here, but uh, um, he said here in our last verse we read that 
I've given a brief account of these pastimes. Later I'll describe them in an extensive way. So I guess we're saying why they're, what the chronological order is, and how this is appearing out of chronological order and making certain um, points to us. Somehow we got off onto that uh, interesting tangent. Forgive me for not connecting it back to the main stream, which we're entering in now from another side. (laughs) Uh, Stream of the narrative of of, of the Leela. So a little out of uh, place, but very much in place because he wants to emphasize what the um, uh, philosophy, theology that he's just described at length is is not, and it's 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 uh, it's it, and that was the strangest. That was the dominant thinking of the time. This Mayavad, uh, to which there was a, a revolution, so to speak, and. I've n- named a few of the people, the luminaries, the Guru Nanak, and you see his, their book is all about Ram, Krishna Nam, hmm? Satnam, Satnam, so over and over again, this emphasis. Uh, Kabir, uh, uh, as we said, um, Tukram, and uh, and others. I see Mehta, maybe he was later, but anyway, so many. Hmm? Most of them, this is the point we were making, their emphasis on Nam is on Sagunanam, hmm? not Nirgunanam. Hmm? Mahaprabhu, is, he, he has a Nam Dharma, really, that if you study it, you see that he is really into the name. <laughs> because the name is not something for him that's left behind. Hmm? So, whereas the Sagunanam is... is chanted with the idea of it uh, reaching its efficacy and one becomes liberated and the name is left behind. So it's a kind of a mixing bhakti into the Advaita Vedanta idea, bhakti for mukti. Hmm? G. Vishnu Chakritakra calls this sattviki bhakti. Bhakti takes a form. Of, they say bhakti is sattva guna. Well, she takes a form of sattva guna. Hmm? Although she's transcendent, she appears in the mode of goodness and gives the power hmm, for those who apply themselves in, in such bhakti to attain their ideal, not the Advaitin idea, because it doesn't exist. Hmm? It doesn't exist. The individual Atma is there, and, and it's not going to, it's not one with Brahman. But it can merge in Brahman. We call that Brahma Sayuja. Hmm? But it doesn't become Brahman. Hmm? It remains as it is. And therefore, to emphasize that point, sometimes it's said, it's even possible, theoretically, for someone in Brahman to get association and become a devotee. Now, they're not, there is no association there, but it happens to the, to the, to the, to the, we say the Jivan Muktas, hmm? Jivan Muktas who are in the penultimate stage of liberation before Videha Mukta, before leaving the body, just waiting for the body. They're all, they're there for all intents and purposes, but not yet. It's the second to the last stage. And, and, 
the last stage before entering the perfection. So they can get association, and they can become devotees, it's possible, so they can be pulled out of Brahman, so to speak. But it doesn't happen often either, <laughs> um, because they're such a so strong sangskar for that, so... Yeah, the four Kumaras. Now, see, now the, the thing is that we, you, you, the Sukadeva is another example. I think the Navi Ogendra is perhaps in the eleventh canto as well. But although the story is not told, um, they and Jiva and Vishnachakritaka makes the point in his Bhagavad Gita commentary that there are different types of jnanis, even amongst those who have as their ideal some something, some form of what we call Brahma Sayuja, but not all can attain it. Not those that are offensive to Bhagawan. Hmm. And he makes the point it's very hard not to be in in the Mayabad you know, school. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it may be it may be possible. You take like Madhusudan Saraswati, he really is a big Advaitan and he seems to have an awful lot of love for Krishna and his Gita commentary, the praises of Krishna that he gives and he feels them, you 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 wish some devotees would feel that way, <laughs> really feel that way. Hmm? So it's possible. But Bhagavatam says, what? If they offend the bhakti, then even though they think they're liberated, they're in the penultimate state, they cannot attain. Not possible. Hmm? So. They can attain self-realization, as I said, but that's not not Brahman realization. But here, in this case, of the reformers, if you will, who felt that God is closer to the people and the logos, the name, he appears in chant, and anyone can chant. You don't have to be born as a Brahman. Anyone can chant from anywhere. And and. So it's a it's a revolt against this monopoly on spirituality that you have to take birth as a Brahman and then take sannyas and so forth. Go direct with Nam through Nam. Um, still, the ideal there of transcendence is not very well articulated, and so we um, and and often if it is, um, it sounds awfully much like. Uh, Brahma Sayuja, hmm? rather than Vaikuntha hmm? or Goloka, such uh, attainments of Bhagwan and eternal bhakti. So, um, so this is a difference between a big, big difference between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advocacy of Nam Dharma and that of others. Indeed, he has a whole Dharma of the name, a whole theology of the name that. To you know, to be, have be so much emphasis on nam, hmm, and have as your ideal merging in Brahman is just like such a pity. Um, it's such a shallow idea of that which you're so preoccupied with that that you, know, you, you give it up. It, 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 the Gaudi perspective, of course, is how can something material lead us to transcendence? We say Satpagun can help us hmm? give clarity of thought hmm? that we may have inspiration so but then it's 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 like going to the airport the airport's not going to fly you 
out of there. You've got to get on the plane. You can hang out at the airport all you want. And there are people that do that. And, you know, they're, they're undesirable. They get arrested and they try to, you know, whatever. But, so, but it's there. It's a place for going somewhere else. So virtue in this world is, is to be attained for this purpose of something else. Of course, it's not that virtue or sattva gun, piety as we know, begets bhakti. That's another thing. Bhakti is descending, but nonetheless, it will touch pious people in a way that it that it that it, that it will be different the way it touches unpious people, hmm? um, whose hearts are clearer already by some other method, for example. And bhakti will have be more efficacious more more quickly, but it can pick up anybody hmm? and bring them to sattva and to transcendence. But if someone is already largely influenced by Satpaguna, then obviously they're going to proceed and take, be able to take advantage of bhakti more readily because her, her first work, the first work of Nam, is to cleanse the heart. So that's what Krishna says in the Gita. The jnanis, well, there's another perspective. They're best, they're most dear to because their hearts are pure. They have no material desire. Hmm. So they take the bhakti, and, and there, are, there are those who are inquisitive, those who want material things. Those who want to get away from suffering, Artha Jivnasu Artha Jnani Chalpartarshava, and then he glorifies the Jnanis in particular. Hmm? Rare, Vasudeva Sarvamiti, these types of people. Hmm? So they have a likeness to him, they're spiritual. Hmm? They've, they've kind of become fire, so they're more suitable for entering the fire, if you will. So these were, this was somewhat of the, 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 the climate of the times, and um, so this pastime has been picked out, placed here, and the Mayavad has been defeated, number one, and the, and the, and the, the Nam Dharma has been glorified, there's some scriptural statements supporting it and so forth have been brought out. And then he's, so he, he concludes here um, with a mention of the Panchatattva. He says, E Panchatattva Rupi Sri Krishna Chaitanya Krishna Nam Premdiya Vishwa Kailadhanya So, it's, a, it's kind of a wrapping up statement that brings us back to the part of the chapter, the beginning of the chapter, before the narrative. So the narrative is really over. <laughs> and we're back to the beginning, which was an explanation of the Panchatattva. That's what this chapter is about, uh, because the Panchatattva was involved in distributing the holy name as described in the beginning of the chapter, then the story, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan is questioned and then explained, and so forth, seems appropriate. E Panchatattva Rupe Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So this form, five-formed um, punch truth, um, Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Krishna Nam Prem Diya, Vishpukoyla Danya. Hmm. Delivered the world through the chanting of the holy name. Prabhupada renders it a little differently. He says, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his associates, the Panchita, distributed the holy name of the Lord to invoke love of God throughout the world. Oh, that's yes, right. Yeah, that's... Uh, and... Thus, the entire world, universe, was thankful. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. So again, this takes us back to the beginning 
of the chapter. And there are some more here concluding verses of what Mahaprabhu did, but I want to go back to the beginning of the chapter here for a moment. And because um, we didn't discuss it. We began our discussion of Chaitanya Charitamrita this year with the beginning of this narrative. Um, so, again, the chapter begins with the glorification of the Panchatattva. He, he begins the chapter by saying that that Purve Guruadi, Purve Guruadi, Guruvadi Chai, Tatvakoya Namaskar, Guru Tatva Koryachi, Ebe Pancharevichar. So previously I I explained the Guru principle because the first verse was Vande Guru and Ishabak, then he goes on, names the Panchatattva in terms of they represent the Godhead, the expansion, the avatar, the, the Shakti, and the and the bhakta, mm-hmm. right? These principles, bhakta tattva, shakti tattva, um, mm, avatar tattva, mm, prakash tattva, and Bhagavan. Uh, so I'm Bhagavan himself. So in that first chapter, he really spends more time on explaining the guru tattva. So then he goes on with, of course, the verses that follow, the Mongol verses, Verses about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, four or so, and five about Nityananda, two about Advaita. So he goes into it there. But and now he hasn't talked about the other two, Gadadhar and um, Srivas, Shakti Tattva and Bhakti Tattva in any detail. So he's going to do that briefly here, and that's what he says, more or less. Panchatattva Abhutirna Chaitanya Shange. So these five tattvas incarnate as kind of a one whole. He says, Panchatattva ekubashtu, naikichu bed. These five truths are one substance. Naikichu bed. They're not different. Ras asbadi tetabu bibidabibed. But they're bibed. <laughs> yeah. They're bed, but they're vibed. They're non-different, but they're different. And they're different in terms of rasas budite, tasting rasa. Mm-hmm. So the multiplicity, the variety of the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And this is pr- appropriate here to mention it because, of course, this is particularly the case with regard to the, the tattva, shakti tattva in particular. Mm-hmm makes the for the variety if you if you will hmm? and now that's a nice point um, it's a it's a, it's a, it's interesting because if you look at material life like say in, in modern society if we look at matter hmm, and we want to explain reality hmm, what we're perceiving and the, the nature of the reality then you get to this description of you know protons, neutrons, atoms, quarks, gluons, all these subatomic particles, and so forth, and these uh, um, quantitative descriptions of the nature of reality: its velocity, its width, its depth, its so on and so forth. And then there's this idea of naive reality; it's a philosophical 
concept. Naive reality philosophically means that, well, it's not really real, but it's how we perceive everything. Hmm? We see colors, but they aren't really there. They're just this, whatever, diffusion of light and different rays. And we, we, our mind makes a whole something out of it that's not really there. Hmm? This is the idea, right? Turns it into something that, that's not there. That's called naive reality. We live in the naive reality, but the actual reality is that there's only these particles and physical stuff. Of course, there's a you know it's obviously a big enigma in science that 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 it's because the brain is supposed to be also the physical stuff, and somehow out of it something else is coming out that's not that's not physical. So they, it's a complicated you know it's a problem for them. Um, um, and they do a song and dance like my about philosophy to try to explain it away, something like that. Um, but I mean, the, the practical reality is 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 that uh, you know, let's let's take for example, let's take a joke. So you could analyze a joke. Maybe there are different degrees of wit and so on and so forth. And you look at the words and the sounds and everything like that, and you can say this is what a joke really is. But no one will laugh. If, there's not la- if it's not laughable, if a laughable doesn't come out of it, and where does the laughable, then what's the meaning of a joke? Hmm? Where does it come from? So, it, again, we, I've talked about this before. What's real? Hmm? The joke analyzed like that, or you know, uh, the uh, you know the rainbow. You could say that matter doesn't produce these colors to give us a show of color, but but. But the mind is meant to see it like that. The mind has a purpose to. So um, I'm just saying that this is an interesting point because we we live in the so-called naive reality. Hmm? We can deny it. We don't, but we can deny it philosophically, from a materialistic point of view, from, from in, on the basis of materialism. But we can't live it. This, that, that materialism cannot be lived. There's no. There's nothing to do there. There's. There's. There's nothing happening. Hmm? Um, and of course, it's something that's reasoned out. <laughs> that says that, that there's no meaning to reason, either. Ultimately, as, as there is. So, it's not anything. If if the, the truth cannot be lived. There's no place in it for 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 us for experience. Then, what, what, you know, what kind of truth is it? So, the so you know you have your romanticists and you have the other whatever they're called. You know, on the other side. Um, but the, our idea is, of course, that the experiential side of life, when we talk about mind and emotions, the mental and emotional world, is more close to ultimate reality than just the physical world. Hmm? So that I would, we would say that in one sense the naive reality is more close to actual reality. Hmm? It's an approximation. Hmm? Um, and it's experiential, although it's, it's, its experiential capacity is, is limited, being focused as it is the subtle body on, on physical matter. Hmm? But 
it's more more closely an approximation of the atma, hmm? which is an experiential reality, hmm? than than the physical world, hmm? and so in effect we say that naive reality is more real than the so-called I don't know what the term for it would be, but actual reality, you know, the physical. Uh, objective reality, hmm? um, in a sense. Now, when we go to Krishna Leela, it comes on the other side. So you enter into Brahman, and everything is Brahman. Hmm? And it becomes, from a spiritual perspective, as bad as everything is atoms. Hmm? It's still, you understand? And now, and when we have Leela, this is the naive reality of the spiritual world, and Krishna, Krishna Leela, and, and and this is Rasasvadite, there's a difference, and we tend to emphasize the difference side. Parakya is an illusion, right? It's that, you know, the, the, the physical world is like a skeleton, and then we dress it with our imagination, let's see, decorate it and turn it into something other than what it is. So that's an, an illusion. And, you know, there's some truth to that, but I mean, as I'm explaining, hmm, there's, there's, there's no life in that, in that worldview, ultimately. Hmm. We can't live in that world. We live in a different world. So there's no, there's no spiritual life, in a sense, in Brahman, there's a spiritual something, <laughs> but there's no nothing that resembles what we know to be life, movement, exchange, feeling, differentiation, so on and so forth. So Krishna Lila is the naive reality of the of the spiritual world, and, and Krishna himself is absorbed in it. It's it's livable. And therefore, more desirable. So, everything belongs to Krishna. There is no parakya. That's an illusion. Hmm? But it's one that gives the most pleasure to Krishna. So, samsidir haditoshanam. It's the fullest form of dharma, hmm? as much as dharma is, is truth or the right thing to do. I mean, so, dharma is evaluated on a scale extent to which it pleases Krishna. This looks like adharma. It looks like something doesn't belong to Krishna, but he's stealing it. Hmm? If you own everything, and then but you steal, that we call it play, and it's giving him pleasure, and so it has a value, hmm? and more value, hmm? because it's pleasing to him, than the uh, tattva perspective. Well, we need both, obviously, but just to make the point. Hmm? Um, so, in this way, he goes on, and he, now he cites his verse: "Panchatvatvakam Krishnam Bhaktarupa Surupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyamnamami Bhakti Shaktikam," where he glorifies the five principles, hmm? minus the Guru principle, which he included in his opening verse. And um, and then he'll stress the the two here that haven't been discussed, 
um, directly. I mean, he can, couldn't discuss Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without discussing Radha. So obviously, this Rupa Shakti is, is is there in that way. Hmm? Shakti Tattva, and he has explained it. And um, but here he's going into it, you know, directly, but very, very um, briefly. The extent to which he's talked about the the three Prabhus, Teen Prabhu, and two Prabhus and one Mahaprabhu, the Lords. It's considerable in relation to his mention of the of the Shakti Tattva and the um, Bhakta Tattva, if you will, Vaishnav Tattva. And that's to say there's a big difference in one sense. So uh, he he says Swam Bhagavan Krishna Ekalishwa. So he's one, Krishna, Swam Bhagavan. Ad Dvitiya Nam Nandatmaja Rasika Shekar. So without a second, he is the Nandatmaja, the the son of Nanda Maharaj. And the Rasika Shekar, the enjoyer of the the the, 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 the prince of, of of Rasa. Taster of Rasa. Um Rasas, Rasadi Bilasi Braja Lalana Nagar Ajata Shobdeka Tanra Purikar Sri Krishna hmm, is the supreme enjoyer of the Rasa dance, leader of the damsels of Braja. And all others are simply his associates. Sri Krishna Bhutirna, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Self-same Krishna advented himself as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his eternal associates who are also equally glorious. Ekalishwar tattva chaitanishwar bhakta bhava maitana shudabhakkalevar So his body is transcendental. Hmm? Um, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the one personality of Godhead has, is him becoming a devotee in a transcendental body. Krishna Madhudyareka Adbhuta Shabhav Apana Ashpudite Krishna Kori Bhakta Bhav. The transcendental mellow of Madhurasa, Krishna Madhurya, um, is so wonderful that Krishna himself accepts the form of a devotee to taste it. Iti Bhakta Bhav Dhare Chaitanya Gosai Bhakta Swarup Tandanitanandabai. For this reason, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Supreme Teacher, accepts the form of a devotee and accepts Nityananda as his elder brother. Bhagdavatar Tanra Acharya Gosai Etin Tatpushabhe Prabhu Kurigai. So, and Shirdweta is the Lord's incarnation as a devotee. These three tattvas are the masters. Ek Mahaprabhu, Ar Prabhu Duijan. There is one Mahaprabhu and two Prabhus. One great teacher and and Lord and three and two good ones. Dui Prabhu Sabe Sebe Mahaprabhu Charan. So one of the, the one Mahaprabhu is worshipped, his feet are worshipped by the other two. The three predominators are then um 
these lords are worshipable by all living entities. And the fourth principle is also understood to be their worshiper. worshiper. Shivasadi jatakoti koti bhaktagan shurubhakta tattva madde tansavarganan there are innumerable devotees of the Lord headed by Shiva's Thakur. They are known as Shuddha Bhaktas and they are Tattva Madhye. Hmm? Tattva Madhye. So, they are middle Tattva. Hmm? A middle Tattva. And Garadhar Pandidadi Prabhu Shakti Avutar Antaranga Bhakta Kuri Gananam Jamhar. And then there are those who are headed by Garadhar, those devotees, I mentioned the Madhattva Madhye, Shuddha Bhaktas, they're led, head, headed by Srivas, Srivas, Adi, and the others. And then there are those like, of, of like Garadhar, Garadhar, Panditadi, Prabhu, Shakti Avatar. Their Shakti Avatars means they are manifestations of the uh, Swarup Shakti, Antaranga Bhakta, he calls them. Hmm? Instead of Tattva Madhye, Antaranga Bhaktas. Hmm. So, these are the two types. Hmm. And with them, he says, they go and they propound the Sankirtan, they plunder the storehouse of love of God, they distribute it, even though they distribute it, the supply doesn't run out, such is its nature. This is their idea to inundate the whole world with love of God, not let anybody escape. And that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas in particular, so that no one could escape, because some people weren't understanding him, and amongst them the chief group is the Mayavadis, and then he segues into the, into the narrative of converting the Mayavadis as an example of the power of the Panchatattva to convert even those uh, uh, against and offending uh, by, uh, by nature, the very practice the very uh, ideal that they come to share. So this is his brief description of the Panchatattva um, in this chapter. And of course, they, there's the five principles. They, they should be understood that they they go together and that, well, Sri Krishna is, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That should be well understood. The person of Nityananda Prabhu is the Prakash. The Prakash is, represents the the, the truth about Chaitanya's dispensation that, that there is a world of uh, variety and uh, varieties of love of God. Nityananda Prabhu came with his own associates. That's significant. He, he comes from there and he comes with his own group. For example, the Dwarasugopals. So he represents another possibility of which there are many in the spiritual world, of different rasas. So you need expansions of Krishna that are slightly different in emotional composition hmm? in order for there to be a variegated spiritual world of different sentiments. Krishna alone is the object of love, but to facilitate the playing out of different sentiments, he appears as, as Balaram and expands as, as Narayan, for example, in Vaikuntha, forearm for accepting reverential love and so forth. So this is, this is the Prakash. The Prakash is different than the Avatar because the Prakash means expansions in the Parabhyom, in the spiritual world. Hmm. And Nityananda is 
obviously represents this because he comes from there and he comes with his own associates to emphasize the point hmm? that there are other sentiments and it's a variegated place. And while we have one main theme there, for example, unification of Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan, hmm? the supporting roles are necessary in order for that to happen. The example is there. It's a nice example when Krishna went to Kurukshetra and the gopis met him and and they had it out, so to speak, you know, why you left and, you know, where have you been and how could you do this to us? And, and, and then he tries to explain himself and so forth. And he says, well, anyway, you know, I'm here now, so let's go. I can take you to Dwarka and you can all be, you know, with me there and so forth. And they have, that's, that's not going to work for us. There's, there's no Nanda. What about your father, your mother, your friends, and the cows, and the, you know, the Jamuna and Govardhan, and all these things, without these things? Hmm? These are all necessary ingredients. And for the parakia, hmm? there'll be no parakia. Hmm. It's uh, notable that in the, in the, I think the Gopal Champu, which is a book that ostensibly argues for Swakya in the Paravyom, that twice the verse that Mahabrabhu chanted in the Rathiyatra is cited, which is an aspiration at Kurukshetra on the part of Radharani for Parakya. Hmm. I want you in that situation along the banks of the Jamuna. And Rupa Goswami wrote a verse to explain it, hmm? that the parakya requires all these things. So so this is to explain the parakya. This 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 part is also necessary. Hmm? So Nityananda Prabhu is the, is the prakashan, he's the primary prakash, the original expansion of the Lord. Body is non-different, but the emotional comp- composition is slightly different and complexion, and, and so on and so forth, corresponding complexion. So, Nityananda, so there's a, these are the five, I'm explaining the five truths that are a composite of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. If he came to give the Parki Abhav, for example, primarily, then this has to be explained too. And there may be a byproduct of that, that some people follow Nityananda Prabhu, as we see, and develop affinity for that, and enter into a, a, a supportive role, for example, fine. Um, but even to distribute the parakya and make it understood and so forth, this is necessary. So if you say appropriately, so he came for this, to taste this himself, experience this, well, these other ingredients are necessary. So the, you, need, you need the prakash. And then, and then there's the avatar. Advaita represents the avatar because, you know, because the, he 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 brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here, with the view to see Namsan Kirtan widely uh, disseminated, hmm? which is the Yuga Dharma in Kali Yuga, and the Yuga Avatar comes from the Mahavishnu through Mahavishnu. Hmm? He's the he's the original Avatar. He's the first Avatar. Narayan has a desire to bestow Mukti. He cannot bestow mukti upon muktas, so a world, a corresponding world in in jivas, but a jiva is in need of mukti manifest. 
in the person of Mahavishnu, who's the first avatar, his expansion. And then all the different avatars come through him. Hmm? So, because Advaita called him for the purpose of Namsankirtan, hmm? and who did he worship? Worship the Shaligram. Hmm? Shaligram. Narayan. Simply, of course, from the bank of the Ganges with water and tulsi leaves, and but with a fervent prayer for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to come for a specific purpose. That's clearly what he uh, was seeking. He himself was a leader of Sankirtan, and it, it wasn't real popular. Hmm? And so he was uh, uh, seeking some some help. But the principle of the avatar hmm, is personified in him, which means the beneficent, you know, descent of the, of the Godhead in the world to establish the Dharma, to liberate the people. He make the one becomes many, and the many are in trouble as a, you know, because they're small in relation to his jurisdiction, which is over the Maya Shakti. So he tries to remedy the situation that the many can meet their Maker, the principle of Avatar, hmm. and it's the two sides to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, right. He he wanted to distribute bhakti, namsan hmm? kirtan, and the inner side to experience love of God. And and because these two came together in a certain way, then the way in which he distributes also is extraordinary. And that the, through the nam dharma they can get rag bhakti hmm? instead of havaiti bhakti. Hmm? But in order for all this to happen. You know, you need the descent. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also is descending, but he's the avatari. Nityananda hmm? Prabhu is coming because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes. So wherever <laughs> Mahaprabhu comes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is following. But but Advaita personifies or represents the principle of the avatar. Hmm? Mahaprabhu came through him hmm? for nam for yuga dharma, hmm? and then you have Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? He's the well. He's he's mentioned last, I guess you, uh, well, depends how you say it in different ways, but, uh, so you have Gadadha Pandit, and he is, represents the internal Shakti, and we see he doesn't take outwardly a prominent role, like Nityananda Prabhu, or Advaita Prabhu, he takes more of a background role, which is very, um, which is the, the case for Radha, I mean, she, we, we put her out in the front, but she tends to put herself in the, in the background and, and praise Krishna. Hmm. Um, and she is the dancing of Radha, right? It's, it's, it's said to be the, the guru of Krishna. This is a very a very subtle, very beautiful sense, but in a, in a covert way. So Gadadhar is, is, uh, is covertly, so to speak, a guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was coming to the world to experience the love of Radha, and Radha knows this is going to be a problem for him. Hmm. He will crash to the ground and perspire blood and and, uh, and and all these shocking ecstasies of all eightfold ecstasies appearing in the most extreme hmm, blazing form. The likes of which there's no, no other example, and so 
Gadadar has this kind of protective role from the childhood. Sachimata put him in charge of, go with him, protect him from himself, and so forth. So he's there like a shadow, hmm? which is this is Radha's function in one sense, in in the Gorlila and the teacher of the Bhagwat. So the pundit would give the Bhagwat discourse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would, would listen. Hmm? So he represents the Shakti Tattva, hmm? the Antaranga Shakti. And then you have Srivas, who is singled out, and all the devotees who represent the Tasta Shakti, really under the influence of the Srup Shakti, but they remain as the Tasta Shakti, and that's what we call a devotee. Hmm. It means uh, they, uh, that's the Tattva, Madhya, in the middle, they can go either side, right? They can have the worldly naive reality, or you can have the Krishna Leela, naive reality by the influence of the Antaranga Shakti. We have that capacity. So this is the Panchatattva. So you need you need Bhagawan, you need the expansion, you need the avatar principle, hmm? you need yourself, who needs to be receive the gift, and you need the gift. So the gift is bhakti. Hmm? This is the Panchatattva. You need all the five of these things. This is the dispensation of Mahaprabhu. You need the devotee who gets to be blessed, benedicted. You need the benediction, which is bhakti. And you need it, the avatar to get him to come on down <laughs> and do that, and so forth. And you need, you need, you need Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. And you need the, you need to understand that the the variegated nature of the Leela hmm. and um, the fact that there are other such possibilities, something like that. This is the Panchatattva. They all they're all one. They come for one purpose and much to be learned from that. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Kijai, Panchatattva Kijai, Sri Sri Gorada Madhava Kijai, Gor Bhaktavrinda Kijai, Gor Premanande. I'm going to